Hi, I'm Maria Thea Harris of LSOs. Welcome to Soul Organized Style Podcast. Stay listening. On Soul Organized Style Podcast, I begin today by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast and pay respects to the elders past and present. Thanks for joining us on Soul Organized Style Podcast. This year, Making Zen is being run from the 15th to the 19th of May, and you can register at makingzen.com. Liz Hayward, the author of Zero Waste Sewing and the Craft and Clothes website, is here today so we can find out what workshop she is running at Making Zen this month. Liz has been on the podcast before, and I'm so excited that you're back on the podcast today for Making Zen, Liz. Thank you so much for having me again. It's uh, so nice to talk to you again. It's good to see you and chat to you again, Liz. It's been such, I think it's probably been, what, two years since you were on the podcast? Yeah, I would say two years. A lot of people know about you and have seen you, but there are going to be some of our listeners who don't know about you. So can you give us a little bit of your background, Liz? I live in country South Australia, and I used to be a pattern maker in the fashion industry for 20 years, and then we moved to the country I now write a sewing and fashion blog called The Craft of Clothes. I'm the author of The Dressmaker's Companion and Zero Waste Sewing. And I write and educate about sewing, fashion and zero waste. And I make zero waste sewing patterns. If listeners want to hear the full story about Liz, I'll put a link up to that podcast onto the show notes for this one. Yeah, the real story in the fashion industry. (laughs) You can't not go back and listen to your background because it is so extensive. But we'll move on from there because I want to know, and I know our listeners will want to know, what motivates your creativity? I simply like making patterns. I enjoy maths and drawing and fabric and making things and all those things come together and that is just what I like doing. I also like talking about it and writing about it as well. And that's why a lot of people listen to this podcast because they love to talk and listen to all things sewing. So again... I'm really pleased that you're here, Liz. Liz, what's your textile art focus? I make zero-waste sewing patterns, but I'm interested in sustainable, responsible fabric generally. And that's really reflected in all of the Instagram posts that you put up, the blog posts and your newsletters. Thank you. Now, you've done another collaboration with Kate, haven't you? Yes, last year we did a jacket collaboration. The pattern was a zero-waste one of mine. And we embellished it with stitching, which is her area of expertise. And it was really, really fun. And I put a stack more stitching on my jacket than I thought I was going to. Was that because you were feeling creative? It was so much fun. I don't know if this sounds weird, but, you know, the sound of thread pulling through wool blanketing is just just a nice sound. They're just sitting there stitching was so lovely. So Kate and I both made jackets and stitched them along with everyone else doing the sessions with us. We had little Zoom get-togethers to check on our progress. It was really a lovely group and lots of fun. Did you take your time with the projects? Yeah. I imagine that you would have if you were stitching on a coat. We made the jackets first and then we did the stitching. The sewing part for the jacket was quite quick for me, but then I luxuriated over the stitching. This year for Making Zen, what are you going to focus on? This year, I'm going to be showing you some garment fastenings that you can make at home. And some are compostable and others are made from rubbish or just things you have around the house. And I got interested in this about a year ago when I was thinking about the end of life for garments. Because with zero waste patterns, we think about the waste generated during production right at the beginning. 
But of course, we also need to think about what happens at the end of clothes life. And I actually discovered that not many fashion businesses produce clothes which are compostable. And because end of life is an important part of sustainability, I was a bit surprised that that wasn't given higher priority. But you know, it's not so simple. Because if you're making something that's compostable, the whole garment needs to be compostable, including the fastenings, the thread, the labels, elastic, embellishments. You might have dyes or coatings or prints on the fabric that might contaminate compost, or not everyone's got a backyard compost bin. And there aren't really any compostable alternatives to fabrics like spandex or nylon or anything in high-performance clothes or swimwear or activewear. And it made me think about all the components other than fabric that I've been using for so many years. You know, I never even gave it a thought, but they are practically all plastic or metal and not so easy to separate from the garment once the garment's worn out. But I found some good ideas from historical clothes and just from thinking about what we already had around the house. And the whole exercise had me thinking more practically about garment end of life. Because as you know, even with the best garment care and mending and reusing, eventually it is going to become rubbish. And it's made me think more about when I make zero waste patterns as well, designing them with alternatives to zips and plastic closures and maybe making the fastening more integral with the garment. The point that you made about high performance fabrics not being compostable is a an aspect that Kate Seculis of Visible Mending, she's talked about that as well. What was her conclusion? They're not the sort of fabrics that she goes for when she's looking at mending. You know, she'll correct me if I'm wrong, but she doesn't like any of those fabrics at all. So when she's looking at buying fabric or mending clothes, she'll use fabrics that are compostable as well. They don't rot. They smell. They're terrible when you wash them. They fall apart and dirty the environment, but they don't rot. Your workshop is going to be one of those really good ones to do because you're thinking about end of life of clothing. And so the closures that you are going to be showing people is going to be really good. Liz, for any of the listeners who haven't discovered you as yet, where can we find you online? My website is lizhaywood.com.au and Haywood is spelt H-A-Y-W-O-O-D and you'll find weekly blog posts on sewing, fashion and zero waste patterns. And I'm on Instagram at LizHaywood3754. And I also write a monthly newsletter called The Craft of Clothes, where I share anything I've found lately in sewing and fashion-related news that I think you would enjoy too. And I've noticed that you've been developing small e-books along the way. Oh, that is my new publishing project. I'm writing a new book called A Year of Zero Waste Sewing, which I'm publishing experimentally in installments as zines. So they're five Australian dollars each and you just print it out at home and it makes a little booklet. And there's also a separate file where you can just read it on screen and all the pages are in the right order. So being a year of zero waste sewing, there's 12 installments. And the first one is free for you to download. January is free. So it's a year of exploration, making and musings on zero waste patterns and clothes. And it's anything that zero waste patterns or about zero waste clothes or addressing questions people might have about zero waste. There's some have patterns in and some talk about pattern making techniques or sewing techniques and I just self-indulgently write what I think I want to read. Each month I profile someone who's doing zero waste, including the world's first zero waste clothing factory in Brooklyn, New York, people who make home sewing patterns that are zero waste, the world's first and only 
swimwear brand that's zero waste. So lots of really fascinating things to read about people doing fascinating things. So people should make sure that they subscribe to your newsletters. Yes, because when each zine is ready, I notify you in the newsletter. They're not ready month by month. Yeah, that makes sense because this is a really specific topic about zero waste and, you know, that challenge of putting 12 issues out about this takes a lot of time and you've got to do a lot of research. So I'm sure that every single zine that you put out there is absolute gold. It's pretty niche, Maria, but not a lot written about. So I hope it will be helpful if you are home sewing and you enjoy pattern challenges or if you're a fashion student or a new graduate or you work in fashion and you want to consider moving to minimal waste and zero waste. Do they have ISBN numbers? No, they will do when I turn them into a real book though. Yes. So this is my way of writing a book incrementally and it's been, gosh, it's been such a joy so far. It's so low stress. I write each part and put it out when it's ready and then at the end I will pretty it up and format it into a book, like a real book. Which you've done twice already and they've taken a long time to develop but they're great resources. Uh, Yeah, thank you. I learned a lot of hard lessons with those, (laughs) but I got there. (laughs) You did. Liz, before we wrap it up, and, you know, again, I thank you for your time. What advice would you give listeners who are thinking of doing the Making Zen Online Retreat this time? I would say make the most of it. There are some really talented, interesting people generously sharing great stuff. And it's an excellent opportunity to discover new people or new crafts for free. And if you're homeschooling in particular, this could be a good part of your craft curriculum. Oh, I didn't think about that. Oh, you know, Maria, some people get my newsletter. Oh, you read my newsletter, don't you? I do. You know, I put down things you might enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Homeschooling people write to me and say, we use that as part of our homeschooling. We just look up all the things you list. Wow. Isn't that cool? That is an eye-opener. I mean, it just reflects how resourceful people find your newsletters. Yeah, I'm pleased that perhaps I've done all the legwork for them. Yeah, you have. How did that make you feel when people told you that they use your newsletters as part of their homeschooling curriculum? I felt really good because, you know, we homeschooled for a little bit during lockdown and it was so hard. You know, if you can kind of latch on to something that your child finds interesting and then explore that, that's just really, really great. That's good for both of you. Liz, thank you for coming on to this podcast to help people understand the breadth of textile artists that are at the Making Zen Online Retreat. It's always great to catch up with you so that people understand how zero waste patterns are a mindful way and that we as sellers are doing what we can to try and use the resources around us to reduce landfill. People report that like zero waste patterns are kind of a satisfying and a new sewing experience. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure, Liz. This episode of Soul Organised Soul Podcast was produced by me, Maria Thea Harris, with permission of Kate for the Making Zen Online Retreat, sound by bensound.com. Making Zen Online Retreat is coming up on the 15th to the 19th of May, and you can register on the website at makingzen.com. You can subscribe to Soul Organised Soul Podcast, but with an S, not a Z, on all good podcast apps. Make sure you go back and listen to the previous Making Zen Textile Artist podcast so that you can get a feel for the depth of textile art workshops that the Making Zen Online Retreat provides the sewing community. 
I hope you can help us with the production of this podcast through our Patreon account. We look forward to seeing you at Making Zen in May. Stay safe, everyone.